What's going on, everybody? We are back. We are live. It's the end of another fantastic week. If your Friday or if your week was crappy, guess what? It's not anymore because you get to hear my annoying ass voice talk to someone who's very talented about country music. And what's better than that? Absolutely nothing. Welcome back to another episode of RCM Podcast. Remember country music as always. I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. And today we got Colby Acuff. Colby, thanks for coming to hang out with me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. Love to be here. See, I love when people are excited to talk to me because I just think that there's no reason they should be, but it always causes for a better conversation. <laughs> so I agree. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to get into it. Colby's got some uh, exciting news. With, he released his uh, sophomore album, a, uh, If I Were the Devil. It is a 10-song album, and let's just say this i listened to it front to back earlier this week and i actually listened to it i didn't like just hear it i listened to it and there's a difference people trust me and um i really enjoyed it it's fantastic i think it's a um you know a, a super uh I wouldn't even use, I don't know if I'd use the word complex, but there's a lot there and there's a lot to unpack and I really like it. And um, I think you did a really good job. So congratulations on that. And uh, I'm excited for everyone else to hear it. No, thanks man. No, me too. And that's, and that's the fun part, right? Is <laughs> getting to meet and talk to people that uh, do listen to the album and it is, it is pretty deep and complex and there's a lot going on there. So, uh, but I am happy. I'm very happy that you listened to it, man. And, yeah. Uh, means a lot. It's fantastic. So for you, this is your second full project what did you learn okay so you put out the first one a year ago in 2020 right you put out the second one in 2021 that's a lot of music in a short amount of time but what did yeah. you learn the first time that you were able to take the second time that maybe you wanted to differently because i will say that there's they have different sounds they both have different right sounds. so like yeah. how did you just say like you know what? I, I want to go this direction instead of going this direction. Well, I'll tell you what. The first album, we had no direction is a huge part of it. Is It's like, you know, I was a songwriter and we were playing a ton just locally and stuff. Um, <clears throat> my bass player and I were talking about going on tour and how we really wanted to. And I told him, I said, you know, I'd love to go on tour, but I'm not going to go on tour unless we have a product. So we need to make an album. Right. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, a month later, we're down recording. We recorded 12 songs. So that 12 song album recorded that in four days. Um, and we just kind of put it together the way that we did. You know, at that point, we didn't have a drummer. We didn't have anything. It was just me and the bass player. And, you know, we went down and uh, this producer named Kyler Darren. I met him at a bachelor party for cool. my buddies. <laughs> yeah, he runs Den Studios out of Boise, Idaho. And, uh, you know, we said, screw it, let's go down and cut this album. So we did. And, uh, when we released it, we had no expectations, you know, and then it blew up relatively for like having nothing going from nothing to, you know, the growth that we had, right. we said, well, okay, now <clears throat> let's do, a, let's do a tour. So we planned that tour. And by the time that tour was almost going to happen, we had started to plan a second tour. Um, wow. and then obviously, you know, COVID, so we canceled everything. Um, but then, you know, that learned, taught me how to be very adapt, like adaptive. Like we, you know, we don't book six months out anymore. Right. We book a month or two out. 
Um, but then, you know, going back into it, when we decided to redo the album and do a second one and go again, um, the expectation was there. <laughs> it was so different than the first time. I remember sitting there in the studio thinking like, okay, this has to be, this album has to be more mature, mm-hmm. has to be more deliberate, and it needs to show people like what we really are trying to do. And there's an expectation, there's a bar to be set. And, you know, your sophomore album should be exactly that. It should set the bar for what you're going to do for the rest of your career. And, you know, I think, I think we hit the nail on the head personally, obviously I'm a little biased, but um, the response you get has been great. So, you know, I mean, uh, as far as what I've learned, I've learned a lot. Yeah. The, to put it in relative terms, like our first album, when we released it, I was super excited because our album in the first day got like a thousand plays and by the end of the week we had hit you know maybe five six thousand plays this album we hit seven thousand the first day and total plays on the album right now at this today's the week it's a week and we've hit twenty thousand. crazy that's nuts i mean yeah so i mean like if you think about it you're like I mean, don't kill me for the exact math here, but I think you're like a fourth away from because your your biggest stream song is Moscow Drinking Team, right? That's like eighty five thousand right, yeah. streams. You're like our quarter way there, which is like pretty crazy right. to think about in a week. In a week, so right. so yeah. um, that's pretty nuts. And that's not for for you though. Like, what is you're a young you're a young guy. You're twenty four. I mean, like yeah, think about it like. It's it's a grind, and the the fact that, that that you're seeing numbers early on is just going back to what I was saying is that um, it's just a different sound. And I think people enjoy this type of sound. I think it's an easy uh, listening sound, and I think people like it. Kind of the way that I was talking about it the other day with my buddy is, you know, the first year you don't feel like you're drowning, but you definitely feel like you're you're always trying to claw yourself out you know and you're just constantly grinding and clawing and clawing and clawing and fighting you're down in the trenches trying to make it work and you know one thing that we've always had and this is something we just kind of talked about before the episode but uh we've always had a good live show so we've always had really awesome fans if we go somewhere and play we have people that follow us you know we have people wear our shirts everywhere i mean they you know we we do a very good job with our live show and that's what's really helped keep everything alive and keep it going Mm -hmm. um but, you know, getting to that second spot, I feel like this week, especially, we finally kind of got out of the hole. We got out of the trenches. Now we're standing flat footed on the ground saying, okay, now we're here. Like we haven't arrived, but we're, we're at least not drowning all the time. We get some bones thrown to us instead of, you know, <laughs> us having to make everything work. So it's definitely been super fun. This last week has just been crazy for me, but you know, there's a lot more to do. We got, yeah. we got a long, long way to go. You guys, um, like you said, you said that you had to shut down your uh, your tour there, a bunch of your tour dates because of uh, COVID, obviously. Um, but you started playing a little bit, right? So we're we're hoping that you know that that expands, and that you play a little more, and you get to play a little more of the new songs. Right, dude. Yeah, I mean, and <clears throat> Idaho opened, you know, a lot sooner than most places, just because the population ain't that dense out here. Right. Um. And so we were actually able to, you know, start playing pretty consistently in like last June, July. And it wasn't crazy, you know, like we went from playing four or five times a week to playing five, six times a month. But now 
we're getting back on the grind. I mean, Good. shit's moving in the right direction. This summer is going to be really fun. We're playing, um, if you have any listeners in Montana, Idaho, out west area, kind of inland northwest. Uh, this whole summer we'll be playing everywhere in the inland northwest. Yeah. Any gig we can possibly find with, within 10, 12 hours of me. Um, and then, you know, next fall, kind of, it's not a secret. And I've, I've talked about it a little bit, but it's just so in the works still. But, uh, you know, we're really hoping to uh, get on a bus and drive to Nashville, Tennessee and tour the whole way there and the whole way back. And so That's on awesome. our way down, we'll drive through, we'll go all the way down, go through Texas, cut across, hit Tennessee. And honestly, when we get to Nashville, that's just, we're just going to go there and have a good time, maybe do some business meetings, but mostly we're just there to relax. And then we'll hop back on the bus and try to do a tour through the Midwest. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And maybe, just maybe, let's manifest it now. I'll be in Nashville by the fall so we can hang out. Yeah. <laughs> that's dude, what, that's what we're hoping for. That, that's yeah. that's the end goal. So we'll see. Who knows? Um, yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's super cool. Have you, How many times have you been to Montana? Oh, I mean. I'm only asking, like, yeah. I'm only asking like, because what is Montana like? <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> for, for people on the East Coast, all right. A running joke is people actually say, and people say this all the time, like from where I'm from, they go like, people actually live in Montana and Wyoming. I'm like, I guess. I mean, I've never actually met someone who lived, who's from Montana and Wyoming, but I just like genuinely, genuinely curious. Like, isn't it just like super open? Like I, I just picture both of them being just absolutely nothing. There's just nothing there. I mean, even Idaho is pretty like, okay. Idaho has a County called Idaho County. Okay. It's bigger than two States. Wow. And it has one stoplight. Oh crap. <laughs> That's nuts. So when you get out here, it's like it's not nothing because it's so actually what it is is it's everything else. <laughs> That's true. Like That's true. You know, it's it's giant mountain ranges and like huge grades That's that you so drive cool. down and you're like driving, you know, you're dropping 2000 feet, you know, driving down a grade into you know, Idaho has more river miles than any other state and Besides like Alaska, I think in the lower 48, Idaho is number so one cool. and then Montana is like number two. And, uh, but Idaho is a little different because Idaho's uh, on the other side of the Rocky Mountains in Montana. So Montana, Wyoming is big sky country. Right. It's way open. And I wouldn't even call it flat because there's a bunch of stuff going on. They got the continental divide through there and everything, but it literally is like dauntingly big sky. That's so cool. I really don't know how to describe it. And it's really hard whatever and then here it's we have we're kind of in the mountains where i am boise is kind of like montana where it's big sky stuff but up here in northern Mon or northern idaho in the panhandle a lot of trees a lot of lot of water we got like 40 lakes within 40 miles from where i live so tons of water it. tons of trees tons of mountains yeah do you spend a lot of summers on lakes is that like your thing yeah yeah lake, i mean lake Coeur d'Alene. I live in Coeur d'Alene. Lake Coeur d'Alene's right here. It's a it's a resort lake town kind of thing. I love so there's lakes. Plenty of. Oh yeah, dude. And these lakes are, I mean, they're probably pretty similar to like, I don't know something you and you can definitely find similar stuff. I've I've never been on the East Coast though. So yeah, know, Lake but. Lake George is pretty big. Lake George is beautiful. Yeah. Is it like up in the Poconos in Pennsylvania? There, there's um. Yeah, that's probably pretty similar. Yeah, a lot of stuff got. up there. That's right. Do you uh do you water ski? I don't. Do you wakeboard? I don't. <laughs> okay. So I don't want, I can't water ski for the life of me, but I've been able to wakeboard before. 
I don't know. I don't know how that works because apparently wakeboarding is harder than water skiing, but for some reason I can do it. So um, use that information as you will. But like, so, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know why, but my buddy has a lake house in like the middle of nowhere in New York. Like we go up to like the, um, yeah. like near the Ad- Adirondacks and like we go up there and uh, quite literally the middle of nowhere. It's like a very private lake. It's not like a massive mm-hmm. resort lake or whatever. And we just, we always just go up there and just fuck around. Just like whatever happens, happens. Cause like yeah, you, dude, no, there's, there's, I mean, there's one, there's that. one, one main road. You drive in there, you go to the grocery store. So we pick up our beer and we leave. That's all we do. That's the only other thing. And then we just go back. Yeah. That's like, that is what you just said. That is like, li- like living in Idaho. I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's, that's so awesome. What it's like, yeah. I mean, obviously I live in, I mean, I, I can't even say a comparative light, but like I live in a more densely populated area of Idaho. There's two, like there's Boise and Coeur d'Alene and you know, there's like other towns, obviously. It's so uh, crazy because you can't, it's, you're right. You can't compare it because we live on such opposite ends of the country that like in retrospect, it, if someone lived in like the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, they can compare it to Nashville and I can kind of get like a, like yeah, a, like a like a picture, but I have never been anywhere close to Idaho, so I can't even be like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, because I, you know, what I'm saying. Here's how I des- describe Idaho, and the, this is like the best way to put it into just like how population works here. There's 1.7 million people that live in Idaho. Okay. Okay. There's more cows than there are people, and there's more guns than there are cows. <laughs> and that is exactly what it's like living in Idaho. <laughs> you're a little geography buff aren't you <laughs> you know you know i mean numbers. you know you know you, numbers. you know what you're talking about <laughs> hey if this whole music state, if yeah. this whole music thing doesn't work out you can always go be a ge- geography teacher who knows yeah exactly about Mi- idaho mr acuff mr acuff mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it doesn't it <laughs> yeah i don't know my girlfriend's a she's a math teacher i don't know if i could do that oh god <laughs> oh god math never mind clearly if i'm ta- if i'm spending my days talking in front of this microphone math clearly was never my thing you, oh, dude, you, that's i like, think you could tell god we got played we played a show friday night and we were on a break and this guy came up to us and we were talking and i made a joke something like i mean it was kind of a shitty joke but it was a joke like oh yeah you know i just get paid to drink and entertain people all the time and he's like, how do you get that job? And I honestly looked at him and I'm like, you don't want that job. <laughs> like, it's a fun job and I love it. But man, it, it, it's like, um, it's, not doing- as, it's not as stable as, as you know, a math teacher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. And it's fun. And it's just, you know, I think if you're in this industry, it's, I, and I don't want to say it that way. Cause it's not like you're, you're, I don't want to say like you're born to do it, but like, it's so weird how you're you just can't stop right i think like there are millions of times when i maybe should have and i'm like nah what are you talking yeah. about can yeah. be perfect right <laughs> you know why it's because you're not quote-unquote born to do it but there are only certain people that have the capability of doing it that's why that's what it comes yeah with. it comes it comes with a ton of stress and a ton of things you got to overcome and um but dude i tell you what it's it's the gratifying times are i mean they're lifetime priceless music just makes you feel a certain way let's be real here that's what you got oh yeah it just makes you feel something different than like if you maybe i'm the only weird ass that gets this feeling but like if i'm in a car with like a bunch of people that 
may may or may not share the same music taste as I do. I get giddy when they play a song that I love. Oh yeah. Like I get ex- like you can feel it in your spine. I get so excited and I get like amped up. Like if I'm in the car and some of my favorite things to do are just like go for drives to absolutely nowhere. Literally just drive around and and see yep. where I end up and just listen to music. And that's also Maybe this is just for me, but I'm going to imagine that's the same for you. It's kind of therapeutic sometimes. Like when you're going through something, you need to like clear your head, you play some music, maybe sing along a little bit, close the windows. No one can hear my absolute screeching, disgusting voice, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but like, it's a little bit therapeutic. So when I'm in a car with someone and they play a song that they like, or they know I like, I get so excited and that's just like a music thing. Music is a, uh, is a powerful yeah. thing. When and I some people get this, it. Yeah. Some people oh yeah. Get it. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. When I first started this thing, my biggest thing that my biggest point for everyone was cause we were in such a, we still are, but we were in a very worse time than I think we are right now. And right. Everyone said music heals will be okay. That was like the main quote yeah. of the day. That's true. Oh yeah. And I cannot wait because once live music kind of starts to become a thing again, we've already seen this, like our shows right now, people are crazier now (laughs) than they were before for live music and we're playing shows that uh, you know like and we've played some pretty big shows before and like we've you know especially around these parts we've had some good traction um but like now we're playing these shows that you know we're playing like a coffee house and people are getting rowdy (laughs) okay like this is this is what we're doing now and you know it's so infectious though and i i compare this all the time like you um whether you like the song or not there's like 10 songs that can do this in a live show but you play like that opening guitar part to boot scoot and boogie and whether you like country music or not dude i could it doesn't matter where you play that song people go insane like there's just certain things that when when, you know you can't make that shit up and you can't buy it you, you just got to provide the service and I'm so much more into fans and live music and like that than I am numbers. So like, I love it. I that's absolutely what gets love it. me. Yeah. It keeps you in it. I, I love that. You're uh, that you're a man of the people that you, that you want to, you know, get the people their money's worth. And I think that's uh, I think that's important because I think a lot of people are all about the numbers and that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's the name of the business, but I think a lot of people yeah. are, are seeing numbers and they're saying, Oh, I only have, a thousand streams on this song this failed that's not necessarily true like you thousand don't, people like that's a that's a full thousand people dude i get 300 400 listens on one singular episode i go holy shit like what the right. hell and and I for mean, me like like okay another example i'm like closing in on a thousand followers on my podcast instagram i started this thing seven some odd months ago closing on a thousand followers listen a thousand is gonna be a big jump on me and i know that's like probably like 250 away but or 300 away but um still like if i get a thousand that's pretty cool like and i did that all organically like i didn't i don't buy any of those like i'm not trying to buy any of them i mean i know some people do that and that's okay too but i wanted to see how long i can take it before i did that so i think a lot of people pay attention pay attention to numbers and i think it's refreshing that although you appreciate and recognize the numbers there's a whole other aspect that you necessarily might put on a higher pedestal than the numbers okay imagine yeah it's like okay you got a thousand listens and you're like oh damn like a thousand listens or like you had a thousand listeners Mm -hmm. it's like okay imagine playing for a thousand people there you go 
that that's a lot of people. Okay. Now imagine, you know, so you just kind of take it as you go. And there is absolutely in this space. And this is one thing, like kind of go back and answer that question. Like one thing I've learned in a year, there is absolutely zero room for insecurities and negativity and like anything that is, you know, that's not going to help you take a step forward the next day. You just can't have it. Yeah. And so I've pretty much, you know, gotten rid of all that in my life and, you know, everything has to be, did I take a step forward today? And if you did, that's the definition of, of success. And you just got to keep going and keep going. And then eventually you're like, wow, this is crazy. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, some people, uh, I think also, and obviously I have a TikTok, you have TikTok, but we do, you know, that thing, but people, he followed me this morning. (laughs) I know (laughs) it's so viral though, that you can actually get famous overnight. Yeah. Like literally. And so when that happens, you know, everyone else is sitting there and they, they watch someone else do it and they go, well, I think I could do that. And they put a video out and they don't get famous overnight and they go, mm-hmm. mm, shucks, I guess I quit. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of other ways to do that. And, uh, you know, in fact, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of ways to do it. And that is the hardest way to do it. <laughs> Yo, you are preaching to the choir. You're preaching yeah. to the choir. The smile that's been on my face for the past 30 seconds is uh, is is pretty large because I think what he's saying is, is without a doubt, 100% right. And um, you're right. It's always, I'm going to quote my buddy Matt here. He, te- he texted me one night. We were talking about what I was trying to do here and whatever else. And he said, people are always looking to hit it big fast. They're not mm-hmm. worrying about all the other things that they can do. So eventually it'll come back around. If you put the work in, eventually it'll come back around. You're right. The hardest way to get the, 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 the million of other ways there are to get big or get viral quote unquote is usually the hardest way. Like you, it's yeah. never like, like it's for nine times out of 10, it's not going to happen overnight. All right. No, like it's just not. And you're going to have to put the work in. It's like with anything, if you're not willing to put the work in, you might as well just not give it a shot because. Well, right. Plus, you know, I also look at it this way. It's like, I don't care. I do not care in any way, shape or form. I will root anybody on however you make it. That is, I mean, are you kidding me? That's awesome. If you make it in anything, you're usually in the less than 1%. Mm -hmm. So like, awesome. You made it. That is great. My thing is, is if you make it and you end up, you know, standing on the big stage, don't look like an ass because there's a lot of people that would trade your spot instantaneously or people that are trying to get there. And, uh, it's not about how you make it to me. It's about how you do it when you're there. And that's kind of how people will remember you. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I, you know, like one of my favorite quotes, uh, just a few people who talk about it, like Eric church talks about it. Sometimes he just talks about how people these days, they write songs for the radio and they don't write songs for fans. Yes. And so like you Good end job. up getting, you, you might get a lot of listens, but who the hell is going to come to your show? Cause you only know one song. So you can't sell tickets and that's how you're supposed to make money. At least to me in this industry, like Spotify and Apple music and all that stuff. It's not super profitable unless you're make, like doing a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. So how are you as a, like a starting out, cutting your teeth musician, how are you going to make the ends meet? Well, you got to have a good live show. You got to have real fans that are coming and fill your tip jar, buy your merch, buy your album, 
Then they're going to go home and listen to your music and can't wait until you play a month later somewhere else. And they're going to come see your show again. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the other one is Sturgill Simpson, who talks about how they, he, someone asked him, like, I am a, I'm a songwriter, you know, I've, I released a project, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what, how do I get fans? And Sturgill's like, hey, so what do you do? Like, you know, on a day to day, he's like, oh, you know, I, I write and I, I do my thing. And you, do you have a band? He's like, oh, yeah, we got a band. We've played a few shows, blah, blah, blah. And Sturgill's like, okay, here's how you do this. You and your band go buy a van and go on the road <laughs> and start meeting people and playing places. And that's how you get real fans. You need real fans to make it work. And, you know, I guess that's me on my soapbox, but that's how we run our business. I th- and I think that that's that's um, a very uh, mature way as a young guy to run it. Um, I think a lot of people, especially this day and age, don't necessarily see it that way. But um, I, I also think that there are many ways that you can um, do what you're saying without necessarily do what you're saying. Like you could be playing bars. Oh, yeah. You could be playing bars on, on, on Broadway. It's the same thing. You're doing the oh, same for thing. Sure. You know, you're still yeah. like, there, there are many ways to do it. What we're getting at is just saying, just put the work in and it'll work out. If, if you're putting the work in, no matter who you are, eventually it'll work out. I'll use Larry Fleet as an example. The man's in his thirties. Like he's, you know, right. in the music business, he's not necessarily a spring chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he's not, you know, he's not super, super fresh. Um, and she gave up. He and this is an inspiring story, to be honest with you. He basically tried to do it for a couple of years. I'll do the Sparknotes version, but he tried to do it for a couple of years. Uh, decided it just wasn't working. It was just taking a long time. He, you know, wanted to become more stable. He was married and um, whatever yeah. else. So he went back to doing construction. He made good money doing that, and he was okay with that. He would play music with his band or with his buddy, you know on the weekends at weddings and whatever else, just because they wanted yeah. to have some fun. They, they, they either got paid in tips or they got paid in beer and either way they were okay yeah. with it. So um, one day Larry's at a wedding and um, whoever was at this wedding comes up to him and says, Hey, Larry, you may want to show out today. Cause I think Jake Owen's going to be here. Long and behold, Jake Owen shows up. Jake says, Hey, who are you? I want to know who you are. Are you doing this? Larry says at one point I was doing it, but not really much anymore. And Jake says, I think you should keep doing it. Quit your job. Let's do it. Larry quits his job. Rest is history. Listen, Larry did the hard way. It didn't, he didn't think it was going to work out. Ended up working out. You put the work in, it'll work out. That's what we're getting. Yeah. And like I said, I have zero problems with how anyone makes it. Right. Ever. Like if, if you did make it overnight, that's, way awesome like exactly exactly <laughs> obviously i would i would never say that that is you know whatever i mean that right. is so to me that is so pure and so cool and typically people who do it overnight right. like are usually extremely talented too i mean that's like there's like a reason mm-hmm. you know like there i i get it but um you know that being said too i think you know building the fan base you know that also helps so yeah. there's different ways to do it. Um, and like, I'm never knocking anybody for how they do it, but this is just the way we're doing it. And I respect it. I respect it. So Colby, you, uh, you consider, you describe yourself like, um, you know, it's on your Instagram, you know, it's, it, this is how you describe your, your, your genre of yourself as outlaw and uh, mountain country. Um, yeah. Which I want you to, 
if you could just kind of explain to people um, kind of what you mean by that, particularly, I know, I know what it is, but so if you want me to explain it, I can give it a go. But um, I would like to say you're kind of in the realm of, like you said, Sturgill and like the yeah. Childers kind of thing. Childers, yeah. like a, like a folky kind of, I like to say like folk. Yeah. Folkish. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think you are. But if you want to explain what you mean by it, because people don't get it. See, this is my thing. Kobe, this is my thing, buddy, is people don't understand that <laughs> country music is a broad statement. Right. It's a very broad statement. Now, there's crap that we don't like, and there's crap that we like a lot, but there's a very in-between. <laughs> right? And there's, yeah. a, there's a very oh, yeah. in-between oh, there. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't like something like, like I'm not going to sit here and tell you that here's you on, on, on one side with the outlaw and the, and, and the mountain. And let's just put the other end of the spectrum. We'll put pop country. I'm not going to tell you yeah. I don't like this because I really do. I think that there's people that are putting good things out that I are definitely it, more yeah. poppy. Yeah, there are some stuff that I think is really good. Obviously, there's stuff on both sides that I don't like, and then there's stuff in the middle, like I'd say, like a very rock heavy, um, like yeah. a pop, like a pop punkish kind of thing is kind of in here. Um, traditional, obviously, is probably dead center in the middle, and then. You know, you have all these subgenres. I want you to kind of explain the best way you possibly can what you mean by more like mountain mountain country yeah. than, than anything else. So when we started, you know, listening to this new album, when we, we were cutting it, it was like, okay, well, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like, God damn, it's got, got flavor of kind of everything in there um, on that spectrum. And so um and i kind of started listening to my last album listening to songs i write and then i started really digging even deeper and being like okay what are my influences and like who why do i write this way and you know what is happening basically who are those quickly uh, oh man uh hank williams senior i study i study his stuff like love it. like it's my degree um i love his stuff and then i listen to a ton of like merle haggard um, Waylon, all the outlaws, Willie, those guy. Uh, and then from newer stuff is like Eric Church, pretty analytical on his stuff. Uh, Tyler Childers, Coulter Wall, Sturgill Simpson. Coulter. Coulter. And then even like some weirder stuff, even like, you know, uh, I love Elton John. Nice. <laughs> oh no. It's like there's like some weird other classic pop and classic rock that I got into that's kind of made it that. But Mountain Country to me is just that everybody in country music is getting subgenre yeah and not by the artist right and so what i think of as country music maybe someone else will think it's not country music and they'll think it they'll call it americana or they'll call it folk and there's nothing wrong with it but it's been subgenre by not the artist it's been subgenre by the labels and people right. who you know control distribution which is right. fine but i thought you know what screw it i'll give myself a subgenre because like as much as Tyler Childers is the heart of Appalachia, I mean, why not be the Idaho mountain country guy? Yeah. So kind of, you know, what, what we put on it and um, it, you get the question all the time. And I kind of love talking about it because it's not, it's, it's truly like this music that's specifically ours, you know? Mm -hmm. I love it. I think it's great. And I think it, I, I, that's why I started this. Like, truthfully, that's why I started it, because I wanted to show people that there wasn't, and I told you this, I just wanted to show people that there wasn't just necessarily this one generic brand of quote unquote bro country. Like, that's just not, right. that's just not it. There's so much more. And like you said, yeah, labels, you know, subgenre and stuff like that. I don't necessarily set, I can't talk right now. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that at all. No, um, no. 
And I think it allows people to kind of get genre instead of, you know, just being thrown into just country. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think, I think that's a really good thing. Like, um, you know, I've, you know, I have some good buddies that play Americana. Um, yeah. And you know, honestly, what we play is pretty much Americana folk. Like, and I, it, I, I think, that. yeah, I think what you play, <laughs> but, you I know. think what you play yeah. is a mix between like Americana and like, yeah, like a folk thing. Cause there's a lot of blue, there's a lot of bluegrass influence there. I feel like too, a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, we grew up a ton on flat and scrugs, old bluegrass stuff. And that's, you know, uh, when I listen to music, I listen to a ton of bluegrass, yeah. you know, personally. So, I mean, there's, um, but you know, you think about it, like there's really not a set sound for, idaho or like yeah. for the inland northwest and you know that's yeah. just you know maybe it's time hey I, <laughs> I i i i respect it and i think um i think putting forward your own genre is really cool and i think also what you're doing kind of reminds me of you know ian munsick by chance oh yeah so ian yeah. ian likes to classify himself as like country western but emphasis on the western which i think is a right. a, a really good um way to describe it because ian's got a his his voice his vocal compositions like character characteristically is like different than a lot of people right very high pitch i, I listen to a lot of his music actually. yeah he's so cool but you know yeah. he's by far he's not traditional country and he knows that but he also knows that he's you know definitely more western and for a while i think people were kind of like well what the hell do you mean by western like is, isn't it the same thing but no like He's he's kind of in the mountain country area, like era. Like he's right, exactly. Mountain, closer to mountain country than I think he is to like traditional country. You know what I'm saying? Because right. like you know he's from uh, Wyoming, I believe, and um, you know I think that there's little little picks of what you're putting, the sound that you're putting, not vocally, but you know sound wise. No, but what you're putting not, forward and what yeah, he's putting forward. Yeah, I hear it too because he's actually like if you go to Colby of Radio on Spotify he's in there a ton and so i mean oh yeah we're yeah they classify us as kind of the same cool. thing anyway so i do know what you mean like yeah and i do love his stuff so yeah yeah i think it's cool i think it's super cool and um ian's doing cool things so that's awesome but um yeah i think uh i i think uh which the sound you're putting forward like i told you earlier the sound that you're putting forward is um something that i feel like people who are not necessarily country music fans would enjoy and i think that um is something that once it's found by areas that are not um what's the word i'm looking for country music populated that probably sounds yeah. so stupid but i think you know what i mean well um, i mean yeah like once you find those people like if you were to get out east and play a show and you had someone who showed up that said um yeah i just kind of came because my friend wanted to go and we saw that there was a lit like a show and we were like screw it I think that that person who's like, yeah, I don't like country music, but I left liking country music. I think you can get, you can get them wrapped around your yeah. finger. And I think that's, well, you, you're just putting forward really good stuff. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It was a long drawn oh, yeah. out thing to just say that you're putting forward good stuff. That's it. That's it. I love it, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The more the better, dude. I, uh, and it's crazy too. Cause like we put a thing on our Instagram story. Uh, I don't know, maybe two months ago, this is before the album even came out. And I just, you know, I'm like, I figured I wanted some new venues for 2021. So I just put out there and I said, Hey, uh, anybody have any suggestions for new venues in 2021? And I was honestly expecting a lot of local stuff or like Idaho stuff, Montana stuff, dude, it blew up all day. I love you it. know, a couple hundred people from all over the country telling me 
to come out. I had a guy from Buffalo, New York, cool, reach out to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, like, you know, I love, you know, we got to get you in Buffalo." And I'm like, "Hey, man, you think I can play, uh, you know, Bill's Mafia tailgate?" <laughs> I love it. I he's love like, it. you know, Crazy. he's like, we we could do it, but you'd have to break a table. I said, easily <laughs> done. I'll give me definitely... a, give me a thirty rack and I'll break a table. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, give me a a beer. I'll do it. <laughs> well, I will do it. I mean, it doesn't take much for me to get behind that, dude. That is so rad. And so, so cool. uh, but yeah, then that's when I was like, oh my god, what's the easiest way to get to all these places? Yeah. I'm like, well, we could just get on a bus and have a a place that we're going and try to book a tour around it and try to book two tours around it maybe and then maybe do three tours around it you never know and so we just kind of uh this is the funnest part if you know if this ends up being a career for me i'll look back and say this is the funnest part because you know we're just we're just going and if anybody at this point in their career if you're doing this is going to tell you that they have everything together and they know what's going on they're lying yeah trust me (laughs) trust me i've done enough of these i've done enough of these to see right through them for, yeah, I mean, 40 straight weeks trust me i've done enough to see yeah, I mean, dude the fun part is that you don't know what's gonna happen and That's you right. just kind of go for it and when you have great days they're the best days you're gonna have and even the bad days you're still doing what you love so you can't really bitch about it there you go Kobe. you're just having fun man i appreciate it i think that that's uh that's genuine. And I told you this, I, I try and be as genuine as possible. And I think that the fact that you're straight up saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm having fun doing it. Fuck it. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's, and that's the way you should be. Cause that's, that's when you start, like I was talking about um, eliminating stress and like insecurities and stuff yeah. within what you're doing. That's mm-hmm. exactly how you do that. Yep. yep. You don't really, you don't worry about the bad. You just focus on the good and you hit the gas. <laughs> I love it. All gas, all gas, no breaks, zero yeah. breaks. Yeah. All, all day long yeah <laughs> i love it colby man thanks for coming to hang out this was fun it was great getting to talk to you getting to know you a little bit um and um i'm excited to see what happens and uh come east let's figure this out hopefully I get yeah dude here. no uh thanks for having me on i had a blast and i'd love to come out east and play for y'all let's do it i'm excited that, <laughs> that would be that would be awesome imagine all yeah. of these, imagine just all of these coming into fruition every time i tell someone i'll, I'll see them in uh I'll see them in whatever city. I would love for that actually to happen. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I would love if it did. And I think that the more and more I do these, the more and more chances it's going to happen. So I'm excited. I think it'll, I think it'll be Man. good. And uh, that trip will be a lot of fun if you're going down to Tennessee and back. So I think if you keep doing this the way that you do this, you're going to be meeting a lot of people in a lot of cities here soon, man. I hope so. This is a fun podcast. I love this show. I, I, yeah, I this has been a good time. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That means the world. It really does. Well, everybody, this is another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast, RCM Podcast. Colby has a new record out now called If I Were the Devil. Go check it out and go check out all of his music wherever you stream, wherever you listen, wherever you buy. Just go support him. He's great. And um, I think he's going to do big things in this world. So just keep a lookout. Trust me. Um, go follow him on Instagram. Go follow him on Facebook. Go follow him anywhere. Colby, what's your handle? Drop it. Just Colby Acuff. That's easy. Look at that. Yeah. C-O-L-B-Y-A-C-U-F-F. Pretty simple. Spelled like it sounds. You can't beat it. (laughs) Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode like I did. And uh, follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Colby Acuff. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. (laughs) 